everyone, and welcome to another episode of Traditionally Speaking. My name's Tom, and I'm joined with my good friend Joe to talk to you today all about Christmas crackers. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And we hope we think you're going to really have some fun with this podcast, especially you Americans who may be thinking Christmas crackers is something you eat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the number of American friends I've, I've met over the years who believe that Christmas crackers are going to be a bit like fortune cookies. And the strange thing is, although they're not edible, um, the, the same principle applies to them because they have a little gift inside. Absolutely. And for those that are not familiar, I'll tell you, it, it, they're a whole lot of fun. And my God, Tom, how far back do these things date? Well, that's an interesting question, because uh, at least until the 1840s, um, there was a kind of precursor to the Christmas cracker. Um, and that came about because of Tom Smith, who was a Victorian confectioner. And what happened back then was uh, one of the great uh, sort of Victorian treats of the time was the bonbon, which was a little sweet, uh, which was wrapped in a kind of uh, plastic wrapper. And as time passed, um, they decided that they wanted to have um, a slight variation on this theme as a kind of Christmas treat. So initially you would get a little message inside your, your wrapper. Uh, and as time went by, um, this changed and it became a larger uh, kind of container. Uh, inside it, you would find maybe a, a fan or a piece of jewelry or some other kind of item like that. And there would be a little um, impregnated cardboard strip inside, which when the cracker was pulled, um, it would give a little snapping sound. And that's where the cracker name comes from. And, and I'll tell you, you know, it's amazing that that has been around for that many years and that they developed that strip of paper that, that crackles the way it does, um, which, by the way, just makes it interesting. It's illegal to ship those by air in the U.S. because of it. That's absolutely true, because there's uh, all different kinds of chemicals that are used um, in different types of cracker, but because they're considered to be you know, dangerous if they're being kept in a pressurized container or, or being transported by air, um, that's absolutely right. You, you can't bring them in by air at all. Which, which means you can't even import them from uh, Scotland or, or Great Britain um, because they can't enter American airspace while, while they're there, which means they have to come by boat or they have to be shipped uh, once they're in the US by ground. So, <laughs> well, and I've noticed they're starting to pop up in the American market as well. Now, do you guys, is Christmas crackers still as big in, um, in like Scotland and England as, as they were before? Oh, absolutely. Um, because sometimes people decorate their trees with them, um, but usually the, you would use them at uh, Christmas dinner. You would pull a cracker with uh, someone else at the, the dinner table. Um, traditionally, the person who gets the, the bigger half of the cracker would keep it. Um, but sometimes if you know it's like a large family meal, everybody would have their own individual cracker and they would get to keep the gift inside it. Yeah, how fun is that? And my gosh, you know, talk about variety and versatility. You can find all kinds of things in these crackers. I, I noticed looking on the internet that some of them have like perfume, some of them have, 
you know, different lotions and, and different things, very high end gifts and some of these and, and they can even go up to, you know, 80, up to $100 in the US. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're very popular over here as well and all sorts of different uh, variations. I mean, you, you can get mass-produced ones, um, particularly if you're having you know, two or three different Christmas dinners with friends and family, um, or there are very, very high-end ones that are sold by department stores, particularly in, in London, where, uh, as you say, there are all kinds of premium gifts inside them. And sometimes they're 1980s theme gifts, so you'll get things like you know a Rubik's Cube or, or whatever inside it. On other occasions, as you say, you can have toiletries inside it and, and uh, all sorts of different things. And of course, there are sort of famous um, elements to crackers as well. I mean, there's usually a little joke that you get inside it and a paper hat. Oh, then, uh, and yes, we cannot forget the paper hat. That was like the very first thing to go in Christmas crackers. Everybody had their own celebratory hat that they could wear. It's usually a little paper crown, but that goes all the way back to Saturnalia and the, the ancient Romans. So uh, that predates the, the cracker by several centuries. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, and you mentioned the high-end stores in um, Scotland and, and Britain, but also here you can get them at Neiman Marcus and, and other high-end uh, retailers in the U.S. as well. So if yeah. For for all of you Americans who haven't tried them, it's a fun thing. And you can even get them in the shapes of like Christmas trees. You can get them to match your, your Christmas china. You can, as Tom said, you can hang them on, your, on the tree itself as a decoration. I mean, there's some really beautiful and very elaborate um, crackers that are now popping up in the US. So do you think we'll ever get as big in the US as, as they are in Scotland, Tom? Well, it would be nice to think that it would be a new tradition for the American market because it's the kind of thing that has taken off in places like South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, and to a lesser extent in Canada as well. So you know, it would be, it would be nice to think that it's a tradition that would continue to spread all around the world. So it is, it is actually still spreading then. Okay. Because I'll tell you, you know, it's kind of interesting. And we'll talk about Christmas cards in another podcast. But it's like for, I remember when I was a younger lad <laughs> that, you know, used from the beginning of December all the way straight through to Christmas, you'd run out to the mailbox to see what Christmas cards you got. And now almost nobody sends them anymore. So it's kind of nice. And this is one of the reasons for this podcast and why we called it traditionally speaking is because there's a lot of marvelous traditions out there in both countries. And it would be nice to bring back or, or to expand as in the Christmas crackers, this to the US and other nations and, you know, maybe we can have some more fun at Christmas again. I mean, it's one of those things that it really has become associated so closely with the traditional British Christmas because it is one of those very acutely Victorian additions to the Christmas tradition. Um, but uh, but it's interesting, actually, to think that certainly since, since they were first emerged in 1847, the number of times that it has been perceived as being acutely British because uh, Norman Rockwell, you know, that very famous American artist. Um, he produced uh, cover art for the Saturday Evening Post in 1919. And you can see two children pulling a, a Christmas cracker 
but the Christmas cracker's got a union flag uh, on it, you know, to, to, to give some indication. <laughs> Showing its roots again. <laughs> yeah. And even now, you know, you still get these um, sort of traditions of, uh, you know, Guinness Book of Records kind of uh, events with things like Christmas crackers at Christmas. Um, and a few years ago, I mean, there was a TV show uh, where they were able to break the Guinness World Record for pulling the, the largest number of Christmas crackers. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. In any, in any one time, you know. Uh, that was quite famous because the, the overseer that they'd sent in from the Guinness Book of Records, his stopwatch didn't, didn't start on the first event. <laughs> So they had to do it twice. That's amazing. And, and, you know, and that's the kind of fun thing that, you know, you, you look back on and you say, there's always room for a new tradition because of things like that. And again, to make Christmas fun, and especially for kids, kids love this stuff. And you can get some really cool Christmas crackers with toys in them. And, you know, they're small toys. In fact, you got to be careful. Those with children three years or less be careful about small items and, and letting the kids play with it. But, you know, there's a lot of things. I mean, well, think of, think of the fun we've had with Cracker Jack through the years in the United States and pulling out that little prize. And it didn't matter that it wasn't worth anything. It was just fun to, to find it. Well, same thing with the Christmas crackers. So, so I invite all you people in the United States Go to your internet and look up Christmas crackers. Boy, I'll tell you, you're going to find yourself just a, a huge plethora of choices and looking at all the different colors and varieties and <laughs> obviously the things in them. And do we still put paper hats in everything, Tom? Yeah, I, I would say that traditionally you would always have a paper hat in your Christmas cracker, but the beauty of it is everyone has their own favourite thing that you will get in a Christmas cracker that you ever seem to see inside Christmas crackers as a gift. Um, for me, and I don't know if you have them in America, um, but you get a little plastic fish that you put in the palm of your hands, and this little fish will curl up and tell you what kind of mood you're in. So... Um, if it comes up completely in a good mood or you might be in a you know you might be in a wistful mood or a nostalgic mood or whatever and the little fish will tell you you only ever seem to see these as a gift inside christmas crackers wow okay well now folks you have a new thing to go check out on the internet and to explore and to possibly start a new tradition at home now's a good time to be looking at this because you know christmas isn't as far away as you'd like it to be so, you know, and since there's so many restrictions on transporting these, uh, you're definitely going to have to wait for the UPS man to bring them around, which sometimes can take a while. So, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Tom, as usual, I think, uh, I think we've given the people something fun for them to explore. And of course, you, you folks in Scotland, you already know all about this, but I also invite you to look at all the different varieties that are out there. My goodness, I, you, you can take and choose anything you, you might be looking for for your decorations. So explore some more and keep the tradition going, because after all, this is traditionally speaking with Tom and Joe. <laughs> and, you know, it would be remiss of me not to mention that uh, one thing that has always made Christmas crackers famous is the fact that every one of them generally will have a joke inside. 
and the joke will be the most terrible joke that you will probably hear all year, which is why they've become famous. <laughs> I definitely hear a lot of terrible jokes. So, <laughs> well, folks, I think that's just going to do it for this uh, podcast episode, wouldn't you say, Tom? Thanks very much for joining us today um, and talking about Christmas crackers. And if for whatever reason they aren't a traditional part of your Christmas, perhaps it's time to think again. Absolutely. And we hope to bring you lots more interesting facts and figures about Christmas. In fact, I think our next podcast, we're going to be talking about food. So you'll definitely want to tune in on that. And we'll have multiple podcasts on that because there's a there's a whole fascinating litany of differences between the United States and Scotland and the United States and Europe and the United States and Canada. Um, so we're going to touch on a lot of those different traditions. So, so stay tuned to us and, and tune back in on our next podcast. And thanks for joining us today. Thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Goodbye for now. <laughs>